Welcome to the first episode of the Cool People, Cool Things podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'll be interviewing some very cool people, such as entrepreneurs, veterans, people that run some really cool nonprofits, and other really cool people doing really cool things. On this episode, I'll be talking to Tyler Dial. Tyler is a veteran that served in the Army and did a tour in Afghanistan. I am really sorry about the audio quality in this first episode. I had some recording issues that I have solved, and the second episode will be a lot better. So thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and like this podcast and share it to your friends and family. I'm honored to have Tyler Dial here with me. Tyler? What's going on, man? Not much. You doing all right? Yeah, man. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, man. It's been a while. It's been a very, very long time. Well, man... um, as you know, I started this podcast, and I just like talking to cool people that have done some cool things, and uh, veterans have always had my heart, and of course, you are one, so I wanted to bring you in here and talk about um, your journey in the Army. All right. I appreciate it, man. So, um, what got you started in the Army? What What was your driving force to go to the Army? Um, I mean, I grew up all the time, just wanted to be a little G.I. Joe guy, that was childhood dream. I had a grandfather who was a sniper in the army and I really looked up to him and I don't know, I just always gravitated towards all the military movies and blah 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 and I could just never see myself going through college or whatever, you know. There's no way I would have been able to buckle down and do it. Oh yeah, the same way. I mean I wish I wish I would have got the college experience but let's be honest, there's no there's no way I would have actually stuck my head in the books and done it so yeah I went the other route for sure man so um you kind of a unique story how old were you when you went to the army I went 28 I was considerably older than most of the people going through my group we did have a few you know 25 to 35 year olds in there with me but the majority yeah 18 to 20 year olds that must have been an experience in itself, just being around that many 18-year-old guys and you being one of the oldest guys there. It was. It was, uh, I'd say, the first time in my life I felt mature. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. It was, it was nice, though. It uh, helped me out in the long run, for sure. Awesome. And what, uh, is there anybody else in your family that was in the military? or? Uh... Uh, I know it goes... You know, far back before my grandfather and stuff, but, you know, no one closer to me. I know I have a cousin who went in the Navy for a little while, and I think that's it, you know. So, what was what was it like getting into the Army? Like, what was the process? Um, I mean, you go through this long process of MEPS. I mean, you're getting all sorts of shots. Couldn't even name them all. You know, you're just getting the full medical rundown, all your ideas. IEDs going through and everything like that. It's just a long, drawn-out process. And then finally, you get to basic training where you start to wonder why you decided to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it was fun. It was fun. But, uh, I don't know, eye-opener at the same time. Tons of emotions, I guess you could say. It was good and bad all at once. So were you already married at the time? I was, yes. That's a, find out later, that's a key to come in married most likely leave married. We have uh, tons of privates marrying strippers. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's a uh, rather huge thing in the military. Oh, man. It's kind of 
don't know. Whole experience was all right. Yeah. What hurdle did you personally face in the military, in the Army? Um, I guess it sounds weird, but one of the biggest hurdles was I've always been uh, a shy individual, I guess you could say. Not very sociable, but you were forced, obviously, to be sociable, be loud, outspoken, all those things. I mean, I don't know if I'd really say difficult since you're forced into it, voluntold, if you will, but that was one of the harder things, you know, and, uh, yeah, just having to comply with pretty much anything and everything, um, that was definitely hard, you know. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. That's why I never, you know, I had, <clears throat> had a desire to, especially, you know, when we graduated in 2001, which, of course, then 9-11 happened. I always had a desire to, but I could never, like, I knew myself, especially, you know, I mean, you knew me in high school. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way I could put up with someone. Just, I have to do something. Someone tells me directly, and I have to do yeah. it with, you know, or major consequences, you know. So that's the, like, number one reason I never joined is because, like, I don't think I had enough discipline to be able to do that. Yeah. No, it, that's hard. I guess you see, since I went in later, like I said, at 28, I was a little more disciplined than the 18-year-olds and stuff. Yeah. But I was, you know, going through, like, football, baseball, stuff like that. You kind of get used to coaches and stuff so you could tell in basic training who had been in like team sports and stuff before I oh, that's really the transition with people that have played a team sport before is a lot easier as opposed to you know the kids who maybe didn't play any sports or anything they're not used to a coach per se type person in their face whereas to me I guess you could say desensitized because I've already heard half of this stuff from the coaches and blah, blah, blah. So it's not that big of a shock at all to me. Um, in fact, most of the stuff, the drill sergeants, you know, you have some kids and they're crying where you can see some of us laughing because, it's, <laughs> you know, it's funny as shit, some of the stuff they're saying. For sure. Yeah. So is it anything like the movies, is the, the uh, drill sergeants, like, get in your face and yell at you? Yeah. And, yeah? I think it was uh, everything and more than yeah. I expected. Yeah. It was... Some of the movies, I'd say, go overboard and stuff, but what is it, Full Metal Jacket with Arlie or me? Yeah, yeah. That's not very far off from how the drill sergeants act. Of course, they're not able to put hands on you and punch you in the throat or anything like oh. that. But, uh, but yeah, all the, all the talking, they know it all. Oh. So what are some of the myths or, uh, or smoke screens, if you will, uh, about getting into the Army and being in the Army? Um question I don't know if this is going off topic or not now but oh no man I think a, I think a myth nowadays is people believing that the, the army or the military in general is a equal opportunity employer mm. I think people are forgetting the fact that it's the fittest the best it's it has nothing to do with can the ladies do it as good as the guys can or poor Timmy didn't receive you know, his CIB, so we need to give him a little patch to make him feel better. Yeah. Which, you know, that kind of crap's going on nowadays. But people people do forget it is not an equal opportunity employer. Yeah. He's the best man. Probably the fittest man win. And how long were you in the Army? Uh, just over four years. Nice. And what did you do with him? What was your title? I was what they call it 11 Charlie. I was infantry. Uh, more men qualified 
So you go through infantry school, and then after that you go to AIT. I don't even remember, what was it, three weeks maybe, uh, learning how to use mortars, which I found very, very uninteresting. Uh, couldn't stand it. Actually. Really? And I was, uh, was very happy to get through Afghanistan and uh, never touch a mortar. Oh. I was glad to just ground pound, walk around with the M4. Uh, there's some guys that really love that mortar stuff, but yeah. I, yeah. I did not gravitate towards that at all. So you went. You said you went to Afghanistan. How long were you there? Nine months. Well, wow. and you did one tour there. Only one. Yeah. Yeah. How was it coming back home after that? It's weird, I guess, because when you first get back, at least for me anyway, everything feels good. Everything feels fine. Um, and then I slowly started just not talking to anybody and then um, I think it makes it more hard the, uh, the suicide rate is just crazy so you know yeah. you lose a few guys while you're deployed but then when you get home and it's all over and everyone's guaranteed safe pretty much people just start dropping left and right and yeah. it's, it's insane to me I, I couldn't I still can't wrap my head around it I guess yeah, what is it, the 22 veteran mm -hmm. is real, and it sucks. So if you could ten, send a message to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell your younger self? Just to get serious, I guess. I did way, way too much dicking around when I was younger, wasting tons of time doing stuff that didn't matter, didn't help me in any way, yeah. didn't propel me forward in any way, shape, or form in life. Just, just being stagnant. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Sure. Yeah, because uh, like I said earlier, we went to high school together, so we're about the same age, if not really the same age. And yeah, yeah I was exactly the same way. You know, I dicked around right after high school, didn't do anything to like propel me or to get me going in a direction or anything like that. And yeah, that's a really good advice: is to just get focus on something, and get going. Yeah, that's good. Was there anyone that helped you get into the Army or that kind of led you along the way? No, no. not at all. Um, you know, my mom, uh, she was definitely not happy. Yeah. I mean, she was proud, you know. Um, she's always back to military, stuff like that, but she didn't want to see her oldest go um, to the infantry. She would have rather me join the Air Force or the Coast Guard or something like that. So she, w yeah, she wasn't very pumped about what I was going to do. She tried many times, I guess, to sway me to, you know, do something else. Be a meteorologist or you know, <laughs> something like this. And, no, that's, I'm only going for one thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone helped me. I think kind of surprised everyone, I guess you could say, with it. Yeah, especially at that age. Not pretty much came back one day and was like, I'm leaving on this date. And everyone was kind of speechless, I guess you could say. Yeah. But also supportive, you know. That's good. Nobody's knocking me or nothing like that. It's bad. Good. Um, so what, what kind of hurdles or what hurdles did you personally face getting into the military and then uh, while you were there and getting out of the military? Getting in... I don't think any hurdles really. It was all as, as expected. They wanted you to be in peak physical condition and blah, blah, blah. Uh, during the military, 
don't know, I'm trying to think what I would consider now is to be a hurdle as opposed to what I would have considered it to be while I was in, you know, because any job you bitch and complain about this and that. Once you get out, you see the big picture. Um, definitely people, losing people, um, hands down the biggest hurdle, whether it be in war or afterwards. Um, that was a way bigger thing and still is than I could have prepared myself for. And then transitioning out, for sure. Um, something I'm still dealing with, I guess. Trying to figure out, you know, I felt like I had a purpose and now that I'm out, um, trying to find that purpose, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you get out? I was medically discharged, medically retired for uh, injuries on my back and shoulder. I have a bunch of compressed discs. I fractured my L3 and L4. I tore my labrum and my rotator cuff. Uh, um, and I, they gave me the option. I could have stayed in and changed my MOS, you know a cook or a mechanic or a truck driver, but uh, I was only interested in being in the Army for one thing, and since I wasn't able to do that, I uh, let them show me the door. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so did you get injured overseas? Yes. Yeah. In Afghanistan. In Afghanistan. Yeah. Wow. But that was rough. Wasn't too bad. I was definitely, definitely one of the lucky ones. Yeah. So I have no complaints there. So was your injury why you came back home? Well, what do you mean? Like why? they send you from Afghanistan back to the United States because of your injury? No, or were negative, you done with your tour? Negative. I had the option um, in Afghanistan to come back home. Uh, several of us did. Um, we were in a tiny cop called, called Kenjikak, and uh, basically we were informed that if we dropped two more people that we would be considered combat ineffective, and they would shut the place down, basically just leave it. I honestly don't know why we had the meeting because I think at the time, you know, everyone's so full of piss and vinegar and blah, blah, blah that, you know, we're not leaving. Nobody's trying to get take the easy way out over there. We kind of liked sucking it up, you know, looking back. Yeah, sure. I wish I would have <laughs> maybe taken a freebie or something, you know, but no, I don't know. It was about more than taking the easy way, I guess. I don't think any one of us would have left anyone else there, you know. Yeah, for sure especially after losing people or got other guys losing a leg. How am I going to complain about a torn ro rotator cuff, you know? I can't, I can't bitch about that. Yeah. I still have all my digits, so I don't know. That's the way I looked at it anyway. I believe a lot of us did. For sure. Um, you still talk to some of your guys that you were overseas with? I do. Um, not as much as I'd like to. Several are back over there again right now. But yeah, I do. I do keep up with quite a few of them. Um, they're all doing good. Some are doing great things. Some are still pushing on in the military. Awesome. Some have started their own businesses, you know. Yeah. So if you could see yourself in 10 years from now, what would you want to see yourself either doing or have accomplished? I would love in 10 years to be able to not clock in for somebody else like to be able to start my own thing, get it running, make it good enough to where I could provide for my family without having to rely on somebody else and making somebody else rich. Yeah. That's what I would like anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see. 
We talked kind of talked about you being married and stuff like that. And you have kids. How many kids do you have? I do. I have a 12-year-old son, Brayden, and twin six-year-old daughters, Reagan and Roy. Wow. And twins. Mess. How was that? Um, man, I was scared to death. I was scared. <laughs> I was. I remember I was uh, in NTC in California doing like a one month free training for Afghanistan. Wife calls. I'm pregnant. I'm like, you know, cool. And then she, you know, decides to drop the twin bomb on me, and I was like, I thought she was joking. I was like, you're, you're no, you were freaking joking. No, she wasn't. She wasn't joking. Uh, I was scared to death. Of that. Yeah. So what? What's harder? Uh, twin girls or one boy? Uh, man, <laughs> it, it's such a toss-up because the son is a motor mouth. Great kid, but my God, he just, he's on, he's in, his mouth's on fifth gear the whole time. Uh, and then the girls can be twice as bad, or they can keep themselves occupied. It makes it easier, I don't know, you know. Yeah, keep each other Depends occupied. Depends on what day of the week, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Awesome. So at the end of um, every episode, of course, this is the first one. Yeah. But um, we're gonna have a cool person of the week. So that's someone who has helped you along your, on your journey, someone who's always had your back, someone who um, you just admire, someone that's like always been there for you. Um, who would you like to be to give the cool person of the week to? You know her. I'm Definitely gonna have to hand it out to moms. Moms <laughs> has always been there. That's awesome. Uh, I love your mom, by yeah, the way. Absolutely. I know you. I know we talked about this Thank a few minutes ever. ago, but yeah, your mom has always been on my. Uh, I've always admired your mom. She's always been a great, great person, and always very happy, and always, you know, always glad to see everybody. And uh, anyways, yes. Yeah, so give it to your mom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. She's followed me through all my BS and all my ridiculous decisions and somehow stayed on my team and always been there. So, yeah, she's she's hands down the best for sure. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Well, cool person of the week goes out to Tyler's mom. And what is your mom's name, by the way? Duanna Rogers. Duanna Rogers. Well, shout out to Duanna Rogers. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for being on. Really appreciate you uh, coming on here and letting me interview you and telling your story, man. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Peace.